This is the Real Life Blue Stories Podcast, a collection of unique perspectives shedding light on the real life, everyday stories of the Indianapolis Colts. It's brought to you by your host, Megan Hall of USA Today's Colts Wire. Do oh, what we goodness. do. Do what we do. All right. So let me give you just a little bit about what the 317 Sports Project is. It's a sports-focused show, not a podcast, as I was so politely told. Um, that is Indianapolis sports-focused. It delivers all the top Naptown sports in a funny, playful, and charismatic way to entertain all the listeners. So I, I think she's been checking up. I think did she like, did she go to our website or something? That was, like, nice. that was, that that was, was really nice. That was, that was, that was very beautiful. well done. She does marketing for real. That was good. Um, I do. I do. Just, you know, just a little bit. Just that a little was bit. nice. That was really great. Like, we should use that ourselves. Oh, that was so shoot. good. That was good. Like, I'm going to have you introduce our show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that came from you. That actually came from you. That was oh, literally oh, on, your, on your YouTube. Oh, I wrote that. Yeah, that was good. Okay, yeah, that was great. That was phenomenal. That was wonderful. Yeah, that was amazing. I tried. What up? What's good. going on? Happy good to day. have you guys on. I'm happy we're here. We talked like very briefly, I think, in the in the Twitter space, Twitter sphere, months ago about like getting you on the podcast. Finally, able to do it now. So let's talk about what we're going to go through. So we're going to talk about the birth of Pen and Pops, like how this came to be on this 317 Sports Project. Amen. Uh, we'll talk about the state of the Colts because I feel like a lot has been happening since the season mm. and the, the offseason. Um, yeah, we'll get there. Uh, combine standouts and or thoughts so far. People who, who maybe you're looking forward to, any thoughts that you had on today because I think it was defensive linemen today. A free agency wish list. If you could have infinite amounts of money that Chris Ballard oh. would spend in a you know real world, um, who would you bring? <laughs> and then the final portion of the podcast is called Blue Light Special. Basically, it's a section where guests can ask me any sort of question they want, sports related or not. And keep I it classy. Keep it classy. Yeah, just keep it classy. That's all I ask. Keep it classy for sure. All right. So yeah. How did this podcast idea come to be? Because I know we were talking a little bit before the podcast about the name of it, but how did this idea for this come to be? I'm excited. Tell them, Pops. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Um, I actually did a – I was doing a sports – well, basketball podcast with uh, a buddy of ours, Mark, our other brother, basically. Yeah. Um, you know, and I knew that, – that was more – we called that the X's and O podcast. It was – you know, he's a, he's a head coach and, uh, oh, there's like, man. Okay. Sorry. Pops <laughs> moment. Um, it's like, Hey, no stuff. And like, people are pop, talking, bro. It's like, I didn't know you do all that. So, yeah. So, um, I was on a podcast then and I started kind of just having the idea of, I knew that I could talk about sports in a realistic way. I always consider myself a realistic fan, um, where I can, analyze it give a true answer and not let my fandom get in the way of actually what could happen because we have to remember these are all businesses so i could be real i could be funny and the only person i knew that i could do that with and i could just be myself was with my older brother who we talk about this stuff off camera all the time so it made complete sense that we would maybe create something together where we could do it and honestly it started with the first one, like, hey, you just want to pop up and do a video real quick about the Pacers game. And that just kind of kind of rolled and snowball affected into like a we could probably do a show and mm-hmm. see what we could do for a podcast. And then it kind of now it's grown into this show where people actually want to hear what we have to say, which is so weird, <laughs> which is really <laughs> weird to me. <laughs> it's very odd to me. That people want to actually listen to us. Um, so it just it, it's just grown into something wonderful. Um, we we selfishly kind of do it to just talk about get together and just talk about sports and really it's kind of a bonding thing for us. Um, more so than anything. Uh, and we just get to do it on camera and that and that's the that's really what it is for for me. B, yeah. Is can I? Is that it? Should I go? <laughs> yeah, he, he came to me. 
he came to me a few years ago and said that he wanted to do a show. And then, you know, COVID in real life happened and, you know, mm-hmm. people have, you know, people struggles, whatever was going on. He wasn't ready. So we had all the branding done, Megan. We had all the YouTube and all the websites and everything set up. So when he hit me up in January, December of 21 or whatever it was, mm-hmm. he was like, I'm ready to run it. And I was like, well, let me create a little logo real quick. And I looked up and everything was already done. So mm-hmm. we, we did our first episode and, you know, got on the Twitter, started making networks with the U and, you know, the Shads and the JJs and the GGs and all of the homies who are yeah. in me to the death. And we made fast friends because everybody's cool. And yep. we just started running it, yo. Well, yep. I like it's crazy. that. I like it's crazy. that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Twitter has been very, very instrument instrumental, excuse me, um, in building those relationships and networking. And uh yeah, I, I took notice very, very quickly and I'm like, oh, these are local indie guys. I'm like, and the local <laughs> fans are like going crazy in the comments. I'm like, I gotta, I gotta start following. Uh and yeah, once I started following and interacting, I was like, Oh yeah, we gotta get them on the podcast. It's a whole vibe, fam. It's a whole vibe. Yeah, yeah, I knew like even back before when I was doing indie intercept podcast, I was like, dang. I was like, at some point, we need to get these guys on. (laughs) Well, you know, to me, uh, I've always been a person, if you can respect, respectfully, there's enough room for us to all be very successful and do our things. And um, what up, Sarge? Right. And so, like, I think it's one of those things where, like, I want to support you. You support us. Who else is out there that we can make sure we're, we're given the spotlight to? Uh, we're all here for a common goal, and that's just, just to have some fandom on indie sports in the in the Colts. Uh, so I just uh, this is kind of exactly what we want. This is this is what it's about right here. I gotta say, I love seeing a sister do it too. Like big ups to you. I just I just gotta commend you for that. Like when we came into the thing, one of our major reasons for doing it was not seeing very many brown people in the space. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's you know, and it's and it's very very important that we're represented. You know what I mean? It, at least to, through my perspective, but. I love seeing a young brown sister doing what you do. It 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 means a lot. So big ups to you for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate that. Um, I think, you know, honestly, when I first started doing this, I was very unsure of myself. And I got about two episodes in on the Indie Intercept podcast and uh, had some writers of mine. They were like, hey, can we can we get in on this? And I'm like, yeah, sure. You know, it's better than me talking to myself and just talking about cool stuff. So they hopped on and uh yeah it just took off from there like realized it was very easy i liked the hosting duties liked coming up with the questions and uh what we were going to talk about and then it became a free like flowing thing and when we got done that first episode we were like man are you always (laughs) an interview are you always an interview format um yes and no like i mean i try to keep it pretty casual um there there is a couple episodes or a guest format i guess i would say a guest format i mean the first time you come on, you're a guest. The second time, third time, anytime after that, it's like, okay, we're gonna chop it up. We're gonna we're gonna just talk here. And I think that's kind of what up. it was with the staff. Like after a while, it was like, all right, we're just getting on to talk. And it w- it became a way to talk about the state of the Colts, which is uh-huh. a really good way to segue to the next segment. So we used it as therapy for the Colts. You ain't never <laughs> lied. You ain't never lied. You ain't never. Planned. You ain't never um, lied. I don't know if you saw this was this was like a couple weeks ago, maybe even a month or so ago. Now I made a, a I made a TikTok and I was like, yeah, you know, before the season, the the floor is nine wins and the ceiling is twelve. Like that seems very oh, hundred percent. I remember yeah. that. I remember <laughs> that. It was like, oh god, everything hurts. <laughs> this is painful. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it just went very very like painfully. We felt like most of the season. So the podcast became like ongoing therapeutic sessions where we just got out all of our frustration. So I don't know if you guys were like us and you were feeling the same way. We kind of we kind of vibed on that. You got to understand, Pops is more of a Pacers fan than he is a Colts fan, in complete honesty. He loves him some Colts, but he is a basketball guy. I am like, yeah. you know, I'm like pretty even on both of those, for lack of a better term. So like four or five games in, homie was like, you know what? This is not going the way that we all saw this going. So I'm going to start, start looking at this stat views on what these Pacers are doing. But I was like, but we could turn it around. I was I was 12 or 13 wins. Like 12 or 13 wins. That's what I expect. You know, division round, AFC championship, Matty Ice, come in, do your job. 25 for 31, 286 yards, two touchdowns, a key no picks, maybe one pick. You know what I'm saying? Jonathan Taylor, a buck 20 a game, defense lockdown. 
What the hell is this shit? We got three <laughs> quarterbacks. We got four coaches, a partridge in a pear tree. Like, what is going on with the season? Because it was a disaster. It was a disaster. Uh, I, I, for my own mental health, had to step away. <laughs> It was it was not that I wasn't watching behind the scenes. It was too hard to talk about every week. I was at training camp, Megan. Yeah. I mean, like I committed. I, we, I bought season tickets for the first time, which we kept Ooh. this year. I mean, we like we committed. We you committed. Were in the trenches. You were we in committed because we committed for the sake of being fans and excitement of the season, and for the show. Like, like let's get some tickets. We got to get tickets. We can, we need to be in there. Yeah, you know and yeah. You know, we'll talk about what we what I think is gonna happen. So my I can't get my tickets away. I think they're about to get my my quarterback. They're about to go get CJ. So I can't I can't get my tickets up. Can't give them up. You know the funny thing was so uh, the first game I went to in Indy was in 2019. It was a Colts Falcons game. I think I told you guys my, my uh, husband's a husband's a yeah, Falcons fan. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so we had talked about oh we got to get back we got to get back. Well, pandemic happened and we, we we couldn't go. So last season I was like all right like let's go we're we're doing this game. And we got about three games in, and I was like, mm. Yo. I um, want to go. Okay? <laughs> I want to spend this money to travel. And I was like, you know what? It's fine. I just watch from home. It's fine. Right, it's all right. right. And you know what? I'll say this. I felt a really mixed bag after the Chiefs game, because I felt hopeful, but then there's part of me who was like. After we won the, after we beat the Chiefs? Yeah. Which, cause I how do you not game. feel hopeful, cuz? How do you not feel hopeful? I did, but in the back of my mind, I was like, is this going to be a consistent product, though? Because I don't know. And I'd like to think that. Like, I really was liking to think that. But I think we're about eight or nine games in. I was like. I just can't. It, I can't. It got, I can't. It got ugly. It got ugly real quick. So you were so you were halfway through the season for you. It was halfway through the season for you. It was about he was like through. a quarter way through the season, and I probably held on. I would say a little bit after halfway through the season. I would say like once they started making quarterback trades and changes and all of that stuff, it was like, <laughs> all right, yeah. this is this is a wrap. I decided to start planning for the future. I mean, you oh, saw, man. and I was so pro Matty Ice. Also, I got to say, oh, I sure. was I was very yeah. pro Matty Ice. Um, because it wasn't all his fault. You know? Now it, it you just felt the momentum and something with the energy in the building and the staff and the roster. Mm-hmm. Something did not feel right. Um, That's fair. And, and it like so it, it was just very hard to pinpoint what was what was breaking what down. Was off? Uh, the engine light was on, and we had no idea what the issue was. <laughs> like, we had no idea. Was it a filter? Is it a? I have no idea what the engine light is, no and we just couldn't figure it out. No and I saw that pretty early, and I, I I just I had to take I had to take some time for myself. You know, there's a it, there's a one of my friends slash writers who was writing with me, Chris uh, Chris Lewis. He was like, he was the same way. Like four or five games, and he was like, no, we're we're done here. He's like, it's fine. And for yeah. me, I was like helping. I was like, you know, it's all right. Like, we're going to get it together. I even became a Matt Ryan apologist for like half the season because I was like, it's not all his fault. We need an offensive line. We need weapons. Which is all weapons. true, like, fam. Which is I'm true. I'm going through my list. And then after that Cowboys game, I was like, yeah. I was like, Matt. Yeah. Matt should probably sit down. I was like, yeah, I was like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, I did all right. that I could for you. Yeah. You got to help yourself. For like, sure. I tried to help you. You got to lift yourself up too. <laughs> like, it's yeah, sure. yeah, it, yeah. That was that was a that was a realization that I was like, okay, I'm not saying it's it's still not all you, but you're yeah. contributing. Yeah. So right, so right, this moment when it comes to our quarterbacks, we still have all three of them fools, right? Nick Foles ain't going nowhere. Ellinger ain't going nowhere. And right now, Matty Ice ain't right. going nowhere either, right? They're all still there. Right now, <laughs> technically, yeah. Okay. I mean, the Colts right. have to, I think it's mid-March to cut Matt Ryan and save, mm-hmm. you know, like, like 18 a million. A mad million. Yes. Yes. Like, I was going to say, like, about 17 yeah. and a half, 18 and a half. Okay. So, that will likely happen. I also think you're probably going to likely get rid of Foles as well. Uh, his super cheap, you know, cap savings, at least maybe one or two mil, uh, which leaves Sam Ellinger... I don't know what they're going to do there. Like I, part of me also feels like they might pick up like a bridge quarterback. Uh, I know they had some interest in Marcus Mariota a couple seasons back and that never transpired. I know. I'm so sorry. I am so sorry. I just, I'm just putting it out there. I, Hey, I'm just, I see your face. You're like, uh-uh, no. If you had to pick one or the other, would you take Marcus Mariota or Baker Mayfield? 
Ugh, why would you ask me a question? Because like we're here and it's live. And you can't fake it live. Can you see my face? I'm so <laughs> you can't think about it or fake it live. You just gotta just, you know what I'm saying? Oh my gosh. You um, had to pick one. You had to pick ooh. one. Baker or Marcus? Who would you pick? I don't, Matthew. I feel so gross picking this. But I feel so dirty right now. I'm going to say Baker Mayfield. And I have to agree, cuz. I have to agree for sure. And I Go ahead. Who You had to pick one. Mm. Oh. I know it's, it hurts your stomach hurt. Gina says bring. we should bring Jacoby home. Yeah, GG. You ain't wrong. You ain't wrong, Boo Boo. I'll ain't take wrong. him over you any of them. You ain't wrong. <laughs> Unfortunately, that was not a question that I asked, but you were right. So, other question for you is all right, so we knew what the state of the Colts was. Now that we've had this this offseason, Frank Wright has been fired. We've got a new Colts coach, excuse me, uh, Shane Steichen. What would you give, like, what's your view on the state of the Colts now? given that we got Shane Steichen, Gus Bradley's coming back, and they're slowly starting to fill out the rest of the staff? Um, I'll go first. Uh, Pops sold me on the Steichen hire. I was not feeling I was not feeling it. I wanted Raheem real bad because I wanted somebody with an attitude to come in and, and shape him up. Um, I was really into the Raheem Morris hire. They seemed to be really into it. But when they decided that they were going to put Gus Bradley on lockdown and not allow him to go nowhere else, that kind of made Pops hit me up. It was like he called me. He was like, you know they're going to go with the offensive-minded coach since they're locking down G. Bradley. And mm-hmm. Steichen is that dude, He especially with quarterbacks. And we'll talk a little bit more. But, you know, Phillip Rivers for a few years. Jay Herbert, he got him right. Uh, Jalen Hurts, he got him right. Three different quarterbacks, three different styles. So, Yep. You know, I'm happy that he's here. I'm not really into them continuing to take offensive coordinators from Philadelphia. That seems to be a thing, but we'll work that out. <laughs> I <laughs> what mean, you think? You know, like, you know what I mean? It's a thing. What do you think? Um, yeah, I think I said it on Twitter. I was going back and forth with one of our peeps. I can't remember who it was. Mm-hmm. I said, I can feel the shit. Being, oh, Joey. Uh, it, it was yeah, Joey. It was Joey. Yeah, yeah, I, can yeah. feel, I can feel it shifting. Mm-hmm. Now. I don't know which direction that is, but I'm happy they're turning the wheel. That's yeah. that's what I'm I'm happy that they're making a move and pivoting. They could have easily said, let's just give it one more shot. Let's give let's give let's give this one more shot. Because on paper, we are supposed to be good. Let's give this one more shot. Um, I think getting one keeping of the, Gus Bradley will make the defense want to stay. Exactly. A lot of a lot of those people will want to stay on D because they mess with G Bradley real heavy. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I want to. But get that's that out. that's true. When yeah. you go whole new staff, it'll make veterans kind of go, "Do I fit in this? Do I not fit? Should gonna I change. leave? They're going to go to a Should three, four, four, a three. They're going to switch it all up again. And let's let's be very real. Our defense was probably the best part of about last season. Not probably, it was. <laughs> they, they did everything they could. To keep us in all of the games, and they were on the field way too much. Right, that was yeah. really so. Um, and we have a lot of decisions to make on the de- defense. Three, two of our line, you know, backup linebackers are going to be in free agents. There's a lot of stuff that we got to do. But as far as staff goes, I think we're making some really, really good decisions. You mess with Jim Bob? It's hard to ha- call anybody <laughs> Jim Bob Cooter. Not um, somebody had to ask. <laughs> It's very hard to say that there's somebody on staff and his name is Jim Bob Cooter. Um, ah, yeah, we'll see. But again, the part about that is Steichen's already said that he's calling the plays. Mm-hmm. So really, he's the quarterback whisperer. Okay. All right. Great. Okay. Uh, he's a quarterback where he's had success working with quarterbacks. Yeah. That's why you did that. And they worked together before. That's the, That's the reason that they've done it. He's the placeholder to say I'm the offensive coordinator, but really, Sykins already said like, no, I'm calling the plays. He said it in the press conf- conference, and I would rather him call the plays than a man called Jim Bob Cooter. You ain't never lied. <laughs> you know, it's, that's patient. I, go- I googled Jim Bob Cooter and saw that he crawled in somebody's window in 2008 and crawled in somebody and, and jumped in somebody's face. Look at her face. Look at her face. Saying. <laughs> I looked him up and he, you know, crawled through somebody's window and jumped in some young lady's bed in 2008. So I'm just, I'm just saying, you know what I mean? I'm, you know, I'm just. Now that I did not know. I'm a a little, you know, (laughs) breaking news. You know what I'm saying? I just just got to be wary of Jim Bob Cooters. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying. Hide your kids, hide your wife. Not many people want a cooter. Oh my Lord. All right. So. Now that the staff is in place, including names that we find funny. Um, <laughs> Very funny. Let's talk about Combine. So Combine is this week. 
Yeah. Honestly, <sighs> all the talk is about uh, Shane Steichen. Chris Ballard also gave words yesterday. Lots of questions. What do you think of Chris Ballard, fam? Like, what is your perspective? Oh, that's a good question. I'm glad you asked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so if you ever listen to any of the older podcasts that we did, we had a whole segment called Beef with Ballard. And it was all about us ranting about Chris Ballard. And my personal opinion of him is I'm actually... actually really disappointed in him because i was really in like sold in on when he came from kansas city when he came from kc you were all about that life yeah yeah yeah. thought it was a fantastic hire thought that you know he would change around the roster the issue with chris ballard that i have (laughs) is that he is a great talent evaluator but he falters in building a roster um it wasn't until Mm. this past year uh or this past season rather when he did his end of season press conference where he comes out and says hey i failed and then he talks about a couple of things. He talks about um, being very bullish on certain decisions. That was one. Second thing was, oh, I made assumptions about the off the play of the offensive line. I figured that, you know, the play at left tackle and right guard would get absorbed by the outstanding play of uh, Quentin Nelson, Ryan Kelly, and Braden Smith. All right, we'll take that for what it's worth. I'm going to leave that there. Because <laughs> 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 I'll talk all day about that. The other thing that I that I – has bothered me about Chris Ballard is he continues to double down on, well, you know, if I, if I don't pick the right quarterback, you guys are going to, you know, you're going to nail me for it. You're going to write all these think pieces, that sort of thing, blah, blah, blah. Chris, it's your job. It's your job to pick the quarterback, right? Like at this point in juncture, he hasn't had the opportunity to pick a starting quarterback. It has been band-aids. It has been, oh, we'll take a couple flyers, but he's not had the opportunity yet that he, that he's taken he has not had a guy. He is not actually picked a guy. When he did, when he could have picked a guy, was 2020, and he traded for DeForest Buckner. But you know who was in the 2020 draft? Jalen Hurts, Justin Herbert, Burrow, and Tua. So I mean, those are four viable quarterbacks that could have been taken. And I get it. Like, hey, Buckner half. is Three is half. a is a star and and certainly worth you know the first round pick. But you need stability as we have seen at the quarterback position. And that's where my grief lands with, with Chris Ballard. And, you know, I will continue this beef with Ballard trajectory until it, until it changes. I think we're seeing a guy that knows that his his last chance. <laughs> so um, this is it. Uh, whether, yeah, they have a close relationship, him and an Irsay, I think he realizes that he got lucky that it was only Frank Reich that got let go. Mm-hmm. Um so he's being a little bit more forward with saying things about what he needs to do to fix it and owning mistakes because um, I bet Irsay is like, look, this is it. Like we have a chance to get get our future. You need to build this roster. If this roster fails, I'm going to realize that the problem is you and it wasn't Frank and it wasn't this and it wasn't this. So we're going to – this is a huge, huge season for Chris and his career – Period. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't think I don't think any of you, either of you two is wrong. I don't. But I just have to ask this question. Because somebody <laughs> okay. just has to somebody just has to ask the what if question. If Andrew Luck has been our quarterback this whole entire time, how many AFC championships and or Super Bowls do you think we go to? Oof. Oof. Let's just wait, let's just wait, be real. The, does the roster stay the same? But Andrew the rosters, the rosters, the roster has the roster's probably been the same the last six five seven years whatever the case may be you say I'm zero say, i'm gonna say zero yeah because the roster's got glaring inefficiencies in the trenches and at your playmaker positions i'm gonna say zero and that's with andrew luck being the elevator i'm gonna say zero. i don't know that, i don't know that i agree the philip rivers season i mean they went 11 and 6 with philip rivers they're going 13 and 4 probably with, yeah, with, Aaron, how, with, with andrew, how, good with andrew? Was that, how good was the offensive line playing at that point like if you're talking about Offensive I mean the offensive line. Head. When did Jonathan? When did Jonathan Taylor win the rushing yard? When was his was that last that year? Was last season, yeah. I mean the, the offensive line couldn't have been that horrible if this fool went out and had the most rushing yards. Are you like you like? Gina says we're winning all of them. You feel me? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I, I, as much as we give Ballard a, a lot of canoe, a lot of flat, <laughs> which I completely understand. Like, I, I don't think people understand how crazy it was to have a perennial generational quarterback just retire at 29 years old. I mean, that is like, 
I just, I just, I, I don't think any of you guys are wrong, but that's, that's I mean, real. I do. Cause I, I do understand the fact of like, yeah, Andrew Luck retiring was jarring, right? Like I remember where I was when it happened. Like that's how jarring it was. But to the point we are now what three plus seasons removed from that. And we still right. don't have, but if you don't, I, I don't disagree with you, but losing a quarterback like that, how many people, like how long does it take a team to rebuild after you lose a quarterback like that? Like, Think about teams who have like think about teams who lose a quarterback like that. And how long it takes them to get back to the mountaintop? Mind you, they've been trying to plug and play forever, but just, yeah. just, just trying to play a little devil's advocate. That's all. I mean, I think maybe why it bothers me is because it's been so plug and play. Like it was no doubt. It was Philip Rivers, and I was like, okay, how long is gonna last? Okay, fine. It only lasted one season. Fine. Then it was Carson Wentz, and I was not a fan of that selection no. at all. And that only lasted one season. Then you lucked into. Matt Ryan because nobody else was available and you're like and and none of it works none of it works they've been plugging and playing because they thought that their roster was built enough to go win one you know what I mean like yeah and that's that's why I said zero because my point was the roster is a lot farther away than we think it is now granted the the defense is great and the offense had been better than this season offensive line particularly was you know ranked like 10th and then 12th before this last season where it's ranked 18th but this roster, like as it currently stood, would not have flourished the way that we wanted to. Like, do I think we could have gone had ten wins? Yeah, with Andrew Luck at the helm, easily ten wins, cool. This offense felt very anomalyish this season to me. That doesn't feel like what they really have been the last three years, four years. What do you What do you think? Is that wrong? If we do, if we don't, if I'll say this, say it. I can't say what the culture would be with Andrew Luck here or not here. Fair. That was the issue. The culture, like the attitude. I mean, him bad. and Jacoby gone. You like, know what I mean? Like, that's, a, that's a lot of changes. That's real. That's like, real. Whether he's here yet, if the locker room is not working together, they're not going to work together on the field. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of hard to say just plugging that one person because on paper, regardless of what we actually did statistically, this team should have been better. Thank you. Yeah. Period. Yeah. yeah so yeah, like yeah. just plugging in Andrew, like does that, I mean, we only won. Well, how many games did we win? Four. four? And Matt four, Ryan three, won four. all four of them. Thank you. Four. Like, but mad, like, so mad, mad last second at, drives. I don't know that Andrew takes us to 11. I'm not if talking the about that. this year, but I, and, but again, I'm but saying like, you know, like, yeah, yeah. You're right. Will the culture continue to be good with Andrew or would something falter here? We don't know. Is it a Frank? We I have no idea. I have no idea. I know that this was bad and it needs to not be bad. That's what I know. That's, that's what I know. I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. All right. So we know that also that obviously they're looking at quarterbacks. We know that the Colts have interest in Anthony Richardson. They uh, met with Richardson. That's the only report that I know of. Uh, there's a lot of talk about whether or not it'll be Bryce Young, whether or not it'll be C.J. Stroud, and or Mr. Mayo Man himself, Will Levis. Um, so my my question to you is: Mayo Man himself. <laughs> listen, I've been getting so much grief from Texans fans about yeah. Will Levis going to the Colts, and you know how much he's gonna love his mayo and his coffee in Indianapolis. Like I, so yeah. <laughs> for now, nah, he's gonna be nah. Mayo Man for in my in my world. But why is nobody talking about the about Stetson Bennett? Probably because Stetson Bennett is going to be a backup in this league. That's my Stetson Bennett's forty seven years old. Like you know, what I'm saying this dude just won the won the national championship like two years in a row, right? Like didn't he win it last year? Like he who, went like, back to back natties, yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Like no one is talking about Stetson Bennett. That's hilarious he, to he me. I'm not a fan. No, I think he's garbage. I just think that it's hilarious that you go in two back to back natties. And you're like the 13th quarterback people are talking about. I think a lot of it has to do with Georgia's defense. So if you remember from not this season, but last season, they had like what eight no go doubt. in the draft, like no at doubt. minimum. No doubt. Um, they're like Miami. They're, they're like old school Miami Hurricanes over there for real. For I just real. kind of want to punch them in the face. I, I want to really, punch them in the face. I don't really like that. I'm not a huge fan. I'm just curious what no one's talking about. It's hilarious to me. You know what I mean? Like, that's wild. 
I think so. I think a lot of it has to do with like the talent that was around Stetson. He's also older too, so by the time he you know he he's would 25. get on a roster, I think he's what twenty five now. He's definitely twenty five because yeah. he's twenty five. So, yeah, he's on the old. About to be twenty six, probably. I like mean, for real. He, in my opinion, he's gonna make somebody a heck of a a heck of a backup. So is he gonna go to the XFL and ball out? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Th- I don't know about that. I don't. I don't think we're at that level yet. But you know, I, here's my here's my 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 issue, and I think like outside of Matthew Stafford. I feel Ooh. like any quarterbacks that have come out of Georgia have not lived up to the expectations of what they played with in college, uh, in recent memory. Let me say that. That's my personal opinion. So I, I would be shocked to see Stetson recreate that kind you know of what? magic. She got that. She got that Atlanta. That's that Atlanta vibe. She would know that. You know what I mean? I would, I would, I, that that you know, made me really think. Right for sure. Like, like right. That was, no, you're that not was wrong. Not, that was not bad. You're that really was not, not wrong. bad. I can't yeah. even remember the last Georgia quarterback that I thought was fired. That's not bad at all. <laughs> Sarge said Stetson Bennett is Sam Ellinger. <laughs> the fourth. <laughs> Sam, Sam, Ellinger. Sam Ellinger the fourth. That's, that's good. That's good. I appreciate that, Sarge. All right. So let's talk about anyone that you're looking at, particularly from the combine this this year, this week, I guess. Any sort of position does not matter. Give me two players that you're looking for that you're like, hey, I would love for them to be a cult. Um, um, this is going to sound so biased, so don't, don't judge me. But if I could have any two players join the Indianapolis Colts, it would be the tackle from Ohio state and a quarterback from Ohio state. Paris Johnson, I believe is his name, right? Paris Johnson is money in the bank. He is a sure shot for sure. Orlando pace repeat for sure. And I think CJ Stroud is probably the best most ready quarterback for what I think Steichen is going to want to do. That's just my personal perspective. Okay. All right. I don't disagree with those. Um, my QB is definitely Stroud as far as like red, like we can actually probably do some things now. You'll see the potential right away. This is from a Michigan fan. Yeah. Uh, um, that's why he's struggling. <laughs> right. <laughs> Look, I mean – in that game, he that he, like we talked. I mean, that, that Georgia was, game showed me everything because yeah. I've yeah. been I'm a I'm a downright Ohio State fan, mm-hmm. sis. So I needed to see CJ step up to the plate against somebody and take a game over and actually be the leader of a team and not rely on his wide receivers and all the like. Come be a boss in this game. And what he did against Georgia, like I was like, that was the first time that he'd ever had to do that, and and he mm-hmm. did it. He, like he really almost beat them. So. That showed me a lot. That showed me a lot. He's he's game ready. Yeah. So he's definitely my if if depending on what we're doing, if we're trading up, if we're staying at four, whatever that's going to look like. I think Stroud is is our person. What's going to be very interesting is going to see with the stuff with Jalen Carter going on with the legal stuff, mm-hmm. um, and him possibly was going to be the number one pick second pick of the draft, whatever that was going to look like, what that does to the shift of people looking at it. Cause you know yep. that that's going to drop now. So does that mean the people, one of the teams that we thought was not going to get a quarterback is going to kind of go up into that place and maybe try to go get a quarterback because who wanted to get Jalen Carter could probably go get him a little later now. So yep. that's, that's a, said, that's a shift that I'm kind of keeping my eye on. If we stand pat and we go, we go get our quarterback in the first round, and you know that thirty-fifth pick, I think, is what we have over. That's going to be that that pick that I'm more more than likely going to pick our offensive lineman. Paris Johnson's not going to be there. He's going to go in the top fifteen for sure. Um, I would probably I look thinking. at. I know wishful thinking. I'm more realistic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just want our – I want our tackle. I want our See, offensive right, tackle of right. the future. Um, so I'd look at like a Dewan Jones who's also Ohio State offensive line. He's in that area of that second question. Uh, what's this question? Question for you all. No matter the QB, do you trust Ballard to fix the ails of this offensive line? Yes. <laughs> he doesn't have a choice. You know what I mean? Yeah, like he, doesn't, he, yeah. he doesn't have a choice. It's almost like – if he doesn't fix the L's of the offensive line, he's going to lose his J-O-B. So I think, I think, I think he's been humbled and humility is a beautiful thing. You learn a lot about a person when they, when they humble themselves and, it, and admit their wrongdoings. And I think he was feeling himself coming off of what he built in Kansas city. 
And I think that, yes, I think he will fix I don't, the L's. I don't even think I that think you – they will fix the L's. I don't even think that you can technically say just Chris Ballard feels that way. Right. That's you have right. the highest paid offensive line right. in the NFL that right. comes off and really had to really look at themselves and go, we played like crap. They got their asses kicked. We, we got, we got our butts kicked. And a lot. The Nelsons and the Ryans were not as crisp as they were. And they really got to look at themselves and go, do I want to actually work hard and be still the one of the uh, better offensive linemen in the in the NFL football league? NFL football league. That was mm, interesting. Don't do that. Uh, <laughs> We're live. In the NFL football you league. I heard you say that. <laughs> um, in the NFL. Go ahead, or, go ahead and comment on that, y'all. Somebody comment on the NFL football league. <laughs> pops being pops. Um but uh, but yeah, I think you're gonna have a kind of a come to Jesus for all of these people to really reflect and go, I need to be better. So I think the whole team is gonna realize what they need to do next year, or they all go get chipped out. Do we have a new offensive line coach yet? Yes. Uh, yes, we do. Yeah, I, I think I think I think that I think that is so important. I think yeah. that is. I think that is so so so. I important. saved that somewhere. And I we had to. We had to get rid of that fool. Like he, Chris like, Strasser. <laughs> we had to get rid of Chris Strasser. Like he I had mean, to okay, go. So let me let me say this. Um. So and to answer your question, you're gonna defend Chris Strasser, but you got beef with Ballard, girl. You better get out of here. <laughs> no, that's that's not where I'm going. So where I'm going. Um. Tony Sperano Jr. is the, is the offensive line. That's uh, who it was. Because I tested that. I texted that. I'm not, uh, I'm not mad at that hire. I'm so not mad at let that. me say this. Chris Strasser did not have as terrible of results as as we thought. I think this this season itself was horrible. So but bad. the other thing, the other thing that really upset me about having Chris Strasser and Frank Wright together was that mm. Frank refused to meddle in Chris Strasser's decisions when Matt Pryor kept getting thrown out there and he was a liability for six games and he got benched at three different positions. So while I don't necessarily think Strasser is horrible, I have to question and like, okay, at what point did we say like, Hey, this is not working quickly because you're getting so many pressures, so many QB hits, you're giving up sacks. Like, Matt Pryor got destroyed in the Patriots game. He got it bad. For the for the for the the minimal time that he was in there he as, a, as a step in, Matt Dudon completely wrecked him. And for it was one of those things where I was like over and over and over. You cannot for put sure. him back on this line. It's really, it was like, really bad. He was, it was really bad at game six, and then we were like, okay, well, we'll go back to him because we need him, and it was just bad all the way around. So that's where I'm like, mm, okay, like you're not terrible, but I need you to have better decision making here because this is this is not great. So you don't think Strasser, you don't think Strasser should have got let go? Um, I it's not that I thought he should be let go. I wasn't quite sure that they would. I wasn't sure how much tilling that they would do on that. Fair. Path. Yeah, um, for sure. And really, uh, Shane Steichen didn't really tip his hand uh, at the at the presser. He kind of was like, "Hey, we'll we'll have those we'll, discussions." We'll see. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll figure but it at out. At that yeah. point, Chris Strasser was already like rumored to be going to the Texans, anyways. So mm-hmm. I really was like, "Okay, he's probably gone." Like yeah. you know that sort of thing. Yeah. So all right, so we got two segments left. So let's talk about free agency wish list. Um, I saw a comment earlier that I want to get to. I think it was Sarah that made it. She said, I want Isaac Siamalu from the Eagles. He is an awesome right guard. And shameless plug for me, I did write an article about potential free agents that the Colts should She's not wrong. Assigned. And uh, I picked three Colts and two of the two of the uh, folks that I picked, one of them was, was Isaac Siamalu. So She's not wrong. Seven years of experience would be some really nice competition for uh, Will Fries, which is my other beef with Ballard because you've got a seventh rounder out here, you know, uh, starting nine games because the Danny Pinter experiment at right guard failed um, as mm. well. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. And so, yeah, bringing in veteran competition would either, hey, Fries is still going to be your guy or either Siamalu, you know, could step in and, and be the guy. I could also see them drafting, uh, you know, a utility player like a Joe Haig type um, to play against the line because we need depth at these positions. For sure. Uh, I do want to make an argument, though, and I know this is a little Ooh. bit of a wild card for a free agent, but <clears throat> to bring back Rock Yassine from, uh, from the, from the uh, Raiders – 
No, go with me here. Just, just go. No, with me. I'm not mad. I'm, I don't understand why we let him go in the first place. I'm not mad at that. I'm, I'm yeah. go. Yeah, so go. Please go. I thought that the light was just coming on for Rock when Thank they you. traded him, and I was Thank like, you. no, Thank come you. on, guys. And I get yep. it. Like you, you needed a pass rush, but I felt like he. I mean, he was just starting to flourish and really like. I mean, that third season light came on. And you're like, okay, it's go time. And for as shaky as Kenny Moore had been this season um, and as terrible, and I hate to like talk about players like this, but as terrible as Brandon Faison played at part of the season. I was like, we, this is where you need rock. Like, you're yeah, not rock. You're not, you're not, you're preaching. You are preaching. What do you think of Rodney though? Do we keep Rodney McLeod? 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 Rodney McLeod. Um, it's not even. I don't even think it's a matter of we keep him. It's a matter of he plays. But I've been reading recently that he was considering retirement. He was considering retirement before he came here. Yeah, well, I mean that was true. yeah. That's he was like he him. was very close. I like him. Yeah, I like him. He played really well as a vet. Back on like I a like, like a one year sure. deal. Like yeah, for sure, for, for sure. I like him a lot. Um, um, what we go ahead though. I forgot what I was gonna say. Talking about offensive linemen, who? No, I think free agents in general, right? Free, free agents in general. In general. Oh, that's a totally different question. What do we feel about trying to get um, old boy that got released from the Titans? Taylor. Taylor. Lewis. Yeah. I'm not touching it with a ten foot pole. Like I sounds I think good. He's, I think he's is he great. is he injured? Yeah, he's he's he came up in ACL or something, right? Injury history. I think it's ACL and MCL, but yeah, that's a lot of CLs. That's a lot of CLs. A lot of CLs. CL smooth out here. Y'all love my CL smooth. Y'all love my CL smooth. You too young for that CL smooth. But uh, I don't know. When it comes to actual like players in general, it's hard for me. Zach Pops is way more versed in that capacity, but I know that we need to shore up our offensive line. And we need to shore up our DBs. Those are two things to me that we cannot mess around with. I think our defensive line is fire. I think our linebacker core, if they decide to stay as a unit, which, like I said, Gus Bradley will definitely keeping Gus Bradley will definitely entice them to do so and stay together. Um, I think Zaire is he's he's here. Another Zaire is back. Is Zaire yeah. is yeah. he a free agent? Or is he back? No, he's here. He's here. So, so we, yeah, because we lost, well, not lost, but free so, agents are EJ Speed and Okarik. And that's the other. That's the other yeah. one. What do y'all think we should do with him? One of the two you need to one try to bring them, back. One of them, I think, is going to walk. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't think you're going to be able to afford both because nope. they're going to get. Re- they're going to be really good on the market. Yeah, they're, and that's what I've been hearing and reading as well. I so I saw the argument from I think it was from Zach Kiefer. He might have made the argument about. Keeping EJ speed, but letting Bobby O'Karake walk. Could you can get think, more? Um, I do think he's going to get paid because I mean he's free agent linebacker, and people people need linebackers. But yeah. I think the the issue is that EJ's resume has been much more um, steady and constant. Consistent, yeah, 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 yeah. It's okay. Because We're a team. We got this. With Bobby, like he had a better season, but overall his tenure with the Colts has been highly <sighs> underwhelming. And I would say this, and I mean, I'm sorry, Pat McAfee, but uh, remember when Pat McAfee like announced him at the draft and he was like the next like destroyer of worlds of the Titans for the next, you know, 10 years, Bobby O'Karake. And I'm like, oh no, he's not even going to be as good as Pat's making him. <laughs> like I knew, I knew at yeah. that moment, I was like, oh no, come on, Pat, like let the man just be. Um, and to that to that point, he's been a little underwhelming, you know, for what they drafted him for. So, I think it's it's you realize the Colts have realized now they have some dogs in the linebacker unit who could step up. Some dogs, because even some with dogs. Uh, with you know Shaq out, like you saw Zaire step up, you saw EJ step up, even Bobby had to elevate his game. So you know, yeah, I I would not be shocked to see one of them walk, and my money's on on Bobby. Yeah, I the we need to have. You're right pass rush so whether we find the the defensive line has been the the biggest glaring miss for chris ballard for me mm-hmm. as far as position that they've taken a chance on in the draft uh, alone um obviously trades you got deforest buckner you're great you're great but the pass rush part has not been great there now you went and got uh what's his name in the trade with rocky um, oh yannick and gagway yeah thank you you know yeah um <laughs> yeah yannick it's not, <laughs> not our show we won't say what we say um <laughs> yannick 
um, had a had a has it had a pretty good season. Had a, and really came, he came on, on strong. Late. He came on he came late, on late in the end yeah. of the season, but he's also a free agent, right? We don't have him, right? Yeah, I mean, it's he yeah, a he's, a yeah he's, he's a free agent. He's a free agent as well. There's a lot of decisions that you got to make on that defensive side of the ball, and who we're keeping and who we're going to try to find to replace those. Um, so that's my biggest concern is that pass rush because we're also not a team that really rushes the linebacker too often in the blitz packaging. So I've never really understood mm-hmm. why we don't rush the we'll rush the quarterback too often. It's never made sense to me. Like, why don't we have a Shaq blitz the quarterback? I don't understand why this doesn't happen. Like it, it doesn't happen too often. So we rely on our defensive line for all of the rush, and we have not had a lot of penetration there. It's made no sense to me why they don't then go, okay, well, then let's throw another person at them. It, it makes no sense. It's not a cornerback. Right. Because we've had cornerbacks blitz, but it's like it takes forever for them and safeties to get there. Like, yeah. well, like duh. Like, like, I think also part like, of the problem is you have to have athletic enough linebackers to be able to do that. To be right. Able to, yeah. right. And yeah. really yeah. only Shaq has been that person, but that's not necessarily his forte. His, for, his forte is stopping things like along the line, but not necessarily going, you know, past that. Uh, and I think he's, he's and he's a great coverage. Like, he's a great coverage yeah, linebacker. Guy, I mean, that's why he gets interceptions the way that he does and, correct, and strips. Yeah. Like he's that guy. He's the protector more so than the rusher. He's not the attacker as much. So you need to find somebody that's going to attack. Has James Bradbury signed with anybody yet? That's a good question. Not that I'm aware of. Let me because he's but... he's Philadelphia and he's got ties to Steichen. So I would not be surprised. Is he, I think he's probably top two or three DB available, and I know he's a free agent. Mm-hmm. He is a free agent. Yep. So I just want I just want to throw his name out there. I know I he's would, you know. I mean, you're gonna have to pay him, right? Though, like, yeah. I would be curious to see what that kind of contract is. And the thing is, like, you know, you guys know Ballard as well as I do. He's not about to toss cash at anybody. So I don't know. I don't. I don't know. That's what, like, and again, we're just talking about complete wishful thinking out here in these streets. But like I said, like we talked about, this is Ballard's last gusto. Like, I'll yeah. say this: I know the one thing that he's not gonna do do is trade for Jalen Ramsey. So the Colts fans that have tweeted that out, you that's not happening. That <laughs> Like every free agent is like, oh, let's go get this guy. Oh, let's go get that guy. Know, this is why, this there's why, no thought about like, does yeah. it's, it's no realistic. It's not realistic. There's no business it's not realistic. talk. Like, yeah. about does numbers, the contract like, make sense? Like, Are they no. a high character guy? Like, no. no yeah. No. Oh, we need. No, ooh, no need. doubt. 100%. I see a name I like. That guy. After, yeah. <laughs> after they after they announced after they announced the Steichen hire, I genuinely did not go on the Pin and Pops Twitter because I obviously I'm on it more than Pops is. I didn't go on Pin and Pops Twitter for like two weeks because I knew it was gonna be like it was gonna go crazy. I was like, I'm not. I, I need a break. I'm not going on here for two weeks, and it all smoothed over, and now I'm back on. And there's nobody yeah. talking crazy no more. I I, I had to ride the wave because you gotta understand, we came in at the end of the season last year. So we had never been through like a season with y'all crazy food. This was the first like, yeah. oh man, we learned a lot. We learned a lot. Yeah. We learned a lot. We learned Colts a lot. fans are they're passionate. Yo, and it was uh, some dark yeah. Mondays, cause it was some dark Mondays. Like, yeah. <laughs> there were some burning down Mondays. Yo, this is low key Never been depressing. in the uh, in the Colts uh, like the Facebook groups there. Yeah, yeah. No, no, that's too. I can't. Do I can't do that. They're older. Facebook, Facebook is old people. Yeah. You see some stuff on Facebook that nobody should see. I'm good. I don't want to hear. I don't want to see 67 year old Indiana woman mad cussing people out on, on Facebook. I can't, can't do, do that. that. And right. it, it is like that. It is definitely. I'm like sure that. it is. Yeah. I'm sure it is. <laughs> All right. So this is the portion of the podcast where it's called Blue Light Special. So this essentially is just a play on, of course, the word blue and, and all the, the branding. But it is a section of the podcast where you get to ask me questions now that I've asked you a ton. What questions do you have for me? They could be sports related and or not. You from Houston, Texas? You live outside of that? You live in the ATL, low key? How the hell are you a Coast fan? Because <laughs> all right, so me right? right. That's, great, that's a great question. That's, I've been wondering this whole time. I've been done yet. Yeah. So yes, I'm originally from and like Houston, a real Coast fan. You yeah. know, be like a real Coast fan, like like so you know, I, like a real one. Yeah. 
All right. So I'm from Houston, Texas originally. I grew up there. I spent my childhood there. I moved to Atlanta when I was a kid. Dad got a job and we just ended up staying here and, you know, that sort of thing. But growing up in Texas, you eat, sleep, breathe football, right? Like you pra- it's practically True. like entrenched in your blood. No doubt. So you're either a Texans fan or you're a Cowboys fan. So I grew up, you know, in Dallas area as well. I grew up watching Troy Aikman, Emmitt Smith, that sort of thing. As I got older, I started watching more and more football outside of that. And I was like, you know what? I'm not about to attach myself to this heartbreak that is the Dallas Cowboys. Like, I need to find Good for a you. Team. Look at you. You're wise. <laughs> Good for you. You're yeah. wise. Wise beyond you your years. That's for you. That's I do a good I decision. Do what I, I hate them so much. That's but a good decision. My family gives me so much grief for it because they're like, you've forgotten your way. You don't even know where your roots are. And, you know, all those sorts of things. Mm. Uh, but in doing so, I was watching football pretty regularly, and I really think I started paying a lot more attention when I started playing sports because I played lacrosse in high school, which is a mixture of soccer and football and basketball. It's a lot of different sports at once. So when I started watching more football, Peyton Manning was one of the guys I started watching, right? So I watched the Colts, like, march to the Super Bowl. They win this improbable Super Bowl. And I remember being at a Super Bowl party. Everyone's going for the Bears, and I'm like, I mean, are the Colts not here? Like, what, what are we talking about here? Like, they, they have a chance. It's Peyton Manning. So Damn. remember, like, why? They, they, have, re- they had Rex Grossman <laughs> as their quarterback. The Bears <laughs> had no chance. Um, but, you know, I remember watching and I'm like, okay, like, the Colts are really, you know, I believe that they were really about to do this. And then Peyton throws that pick and I'm like, oh. Yeah. Oh, mm. <laughs> but still believed. But, yeah, after that point, it was like, okay, I, I was sold. Like, I just knew, like, this is a, this was a team that was special. So, became a Colts fan. And when Peyton left, I stayed. When we got Andrew Luck and he retired, I stayed. And what really got me, like, deep, deep in the trenches on, on Colts was I started playing fantasy football. Yeah. And, you know, when you're, when you're, you're a rookie, stupid. when you're, you're a rookie, stupid. you're like, oh, I'm going to get all my favorite you're players. Stupid. Yeah, give me nope. T. White Hilton, give me yeah, Richie Lane. Yeah. You know, That's, That's a bad idea. That's a bad idea. a bad idea. You can't just but pick the Colts. Me, <laughs> it allowed me to learn about the team. It allowed me to learn, like, yeah. stats and concepts and things like that because I had to watch the games because I was waiting for my fantasy team. So, you know, just kind of double down on there. Um, and if anybody like this listening or, or watching, you follow me on Colts Twitter. I was ranting and I've been ranting from my couch <laughs> for years about uh, about Colts football. And that's how I became popular in that space as well. Just further double down on like my Colts fandom. And I'm like, yeah, I made the right decision. No doubt. So favorite sporting favorite sporting event you've been to? Ooh, that's a good one. Oh, that is a good one. Uh, I don't even know mine. No. Oh, hmm. uh, I got one. I got one, and it's not. It's not. It's actually not. Uh, you know what? No, I take that back. I take that back. It is. It is football related. So I went to my very first NFL game uh, in 2015. <laughs> Stop thinking about you. It's not your turn yet. I just was thinking. <laughs> I'm sorry. But, uh, yeah, I went to my very first NFL game. It was Colts Falcons. I went with my best friend, and I remember like being in the seats, and I'm losing my mind because it's Andrew Luck, it's Kobe Fleener, you know, it's, it's that sort of thing. And I'm pointing out, you know, players like this, and my best friend, who is very casual football fan, she's like, "You're calling these dudes out like you know them personally," and I'm like, "I kind of do." Like, right, right. <laughs> you know? But it was such a cool experience. As much as I loved football, I had never been to like a game. It's always been lots of, you know, watching that sort of thing. So to be able to do that in person was that was cherry on top. So that's dope. You got any question? We just keep going. Yeah, if you have another one, go ahead. I'll just keep going. What's this full sale stuff about, sis? What's going on with full sale? Tell these yeah. fools, tell these fools about going back to school. They deserve to know what you're doing. Oh man, you're gonna call me out like that. All right, cool. Hell yeah, so, big ups to you, fool. You back in college. You deserve to talk about that. Yeah, so I decided to go back to school. So I st- actually started school this past week uh, for a certification in sports casting from Full Sail. Um, that Full was a big deal. Yeah, it, it's honestly, honestly, I didn't Full even Sail's realize big how big of a deal, big deal Full Sail is. But yes, they are definitely a big I deal. I got mad homies who did studio engineering and music because I'm a musician and they all studied at Full Sail. Full Sail ain't no punk. That shit is real. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, that yeah. really came out of decisions of realizing I was really good at creating content, really good at writing and and sports casting, and I I love doing this. Like I could be drained all day, but we get to talk football, we get to write about it, you know, that sort of thing. We get to chop up about it. Like I could I can do this, and it was some soul searching between me, my husband, um, actually um, 
my therapist as well, just talking to her about it and gotta being do like, that. gotta do that. Gotta know, do that. Like, I didn't want it to just be like, uh, oh, I'm super geeked about this and like, you know, just full rough right into it. Like, it's been 10 years since I've been to school. Like, when I got my master's, I was like, I'm done, done. Like, don't ask me for anything else. Like, it's not happening. Like, we're done here. Um, but when I got approached actually by the graduate director um, or the director of graduate studies for Full Sail, it was actually about a ma another master's degree. And I was like, absolutely not. Like, I already got one. Nope. But in talking with um, some friends of mine, and there's actually, um, I made friends with a really, really awesome woman named Nicole. And if you're not following her, it's Nicole on Beale on Twitter. She's a Grizzlies uh, writer and contributor, and she went to Full Sail. And uh, she actually, when she first came out, she was doing some Saints work too. Uh, she's from the New Orleans area. And yeah, like talking to her and like all the opportunities that it brought her. Um, I reached out to another friend of mine and he connected me with a buddy. And he was like, his, his friend was like, yep, loved it. It's, the, it's how I got to work with ESPN. So it was like all these little like silent confirmations. I was like, hey, you should, you should do this. You should double down on this and, and do this. And once I had the buy-in of my husband, it was a, a no-brainer. How long does it take? Is it a, is it four years? Is it a four year? No, program? It's, it's seven months. Seven months. So yeah, I'll be done. Get, by who the hell don't got half yeah. a year? You know what yeah. I'm saying? Because like, like, girl, like <laughs> congrats on finding your purpose. Because that's like the Feel biggest. Me? That's the hardest thing in life is finding kind of what your purpose is and your passion is. So congrats on that. Like that's 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 super super awesome. That's super big ups. Thank you, thank you. It's funny that you say that because I've been wondering that like it. I felt like a lot of the time that I've spent in my career and in my life has been wondering like why I didn't feel fully fulfilled. Like I get a, a really big joy out of telling stories and creating that experience yeah. and things like that. And I got to a point where I didn't really care what people thought like one way or the other. If they, if they told me my writing was terrible, I was like, great, cool. Like you read it, <laughs> you know, and you, you at least you saw it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, you saw the end. You saw the end. Then, yeah. uh, you saw you, you did saw like the outro. Though. The outro you didn't like. Yeah. So you yeah. read the whole thing and then like that part. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I got to that point where I was like, you know what? Like I didn't really care whether they liked it or not, but I felt good and confident about what I wrote or what I created. You know, uh, from that standpoint, I was like, that's what I knew. I was like, okay, yeah, this is this is where I'm at. This is where I need to be. That's what's up, cause yeah, you yeah. gotta have, you gotta ask a question. I just dropped four questions on her, homie. You gotta, <laughs> You gotta come up with something. I don't have one. Zero questions. I don't have you ask you know, all like, of the even, questions. Not even, not even like where she got her glasses from or nothing. Those are pretty fire. Those are pretty fire glasses. Those are pretty fire glasses. Those are Warby Parkers. Those are yeah. Warby Parkers. These are these are Target. That's, that's... Go, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a, yeah, go Target. Yeah, these Obviously are these are coach, but they came they came from Target. Yeah. So this is episode five of Real Life Blue Stories. Is yep. Indie Intercept still a thing, or is that is this is this your major? Is this is this it? It is it? not. It's the one. It is not. This so, is the one. Okay. Yeah. So after I left Stadium Rant, um, my staff also left as well, and that For like sure. that that killed the end of Indies and the end of any Intercept. But when I was making the decision to start writing for Colts Wire, I knew I wanted to do a, a podcast, like keep that up because I really enjoyed that. Um, so I was You're trying to think of a name and have it be like, you know, Colts related, things like that. And I just literally was workshopping, workshopping that name for probably about two or three days. And then it just came to me and I was like, I was like, I want this to be about stories. I want it to be about storytelling and hearing other people's stories. And, you know, I can share my story too. Um, and yeah, just came to me, real life blue story. Don't it feel good when it clicked? Don't it feel good when it clicks? <laughs> yes. Right, right. Yes. Like, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm proud of absolutely. you. Very, very proud of you. This is dope. This is Thank dope. You. And can't wait to be on again because we yeah. better be. This is yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. We're, we're gonna kick it up during the season and things like that because I'm sure all of us will be ranting and having thoughts in oh. uh, a good way or, or, or yeah. another. But yeah, definitely got to come back. We're, All right, working, so, we're working on stepping up our interview game, so we'll get you on the three one seven. We we be on there, we be on there selfishly chopping it up, him and I, forgetting the fact that we should like bring on people like well like, not even that but we like have all of the tools to do it like we right. like we bought devices so right. we can interview so people we can interview people we still even interview people like, <laughs> we're very selfish we're very yeah. selfish we're good I mean I, hey listen you got you got somebody regularly that you could you know what I'm saying gotta, like you like you I know gotta gotta go like, find people I mean, for this sure. is like hey built in person to, to chop it up with so. word 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 all right so tell all the people where they can find you online or on social media 
I don't know all of our handles. I got you. On Twitter, we are Pin and Pops. That is because the 317 Sports Project was too long. But everywhere it was, it was too long. But everywhere else, YouTube, uh, Buzzsprout, uh, Instagram, TikTok, we are the 317 Sports Project. Oh, awesome. Meg, you're, Thanks, you're in the top five. You're in her top five. That's what's up, GG. This podcast, is... Gina said, this podcast is one of my top fives. Meg, you're doing exceptional work. So Look at you, you out here getting it. top five dead or alive. I see hey, you, listen, Meg. I'll say this. Gina's been in the trenches with me. She's seen me since my like ranting Coles fans days, and she's always Yo. been super supportive of the podcast and any writing I do. So. I, I appreciate her a lot. Mad love to Gigi. Mad love to the whole team, the Heidi's and the JJ Indies and, and all yes. of them. Like JJ Indy started watching our show and she went to Heidi and Gigi was like, you got to mess with these dudes. They're awesome. They're hilarious. And we've been fam ever since. Yeah. So mad love, love to, to the whole squad over there for sure. Love it. Love it. All right. So you can find me on Twitter and on Instagram underneath the Megan Hall. If you didn't the. know, now you know. The one and only, one and only. Um, also on YouTube, Real Life Blue Stories. Same thing on TikTok, Real Life Blue Stories. And of course, if you want to find anything that I write, uh, head over to coltswire.usatoday.com. You'll find stuff from me and our entire staff there. You better go read it. You better go yeah, find please, it. Please, 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 please go read it. All that, all that hard work that we do. It's a lot of work. Yeah, <laughs> come on now. Sure. It's a ton of work. It's a ton of work. All right. So you've been listening to the Real Life Blue Stories podcast with Meg Hall, and we'll be out until the next episode. Hello. <laughs> For more stories on your Indianapolis Colts, head over to coltswire.usatoday.com.